start, and I think it's going to be for the next two or three weeks, I'm not for sure, but we're going to start looking at God, the Holy Spirit. And uh, who is the Holy Spirit? Um, being the third person of the Trinity. And so we're going to look at some, some of the aspects of the Holy Spirit. Um, I was Today we're going to look at, at how the Spirit works in, in some areas, and this is kind of a general overview, but um, we're going to start in Genesis, start in the beginning, and in Genesis 1, starting at verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. The darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I, I like that. It's kind of a picture to me, as you know, but you know, you got to say, what is that? What was going on? Well, it says that everything was kind of void. There was just nothing. You know, it was kind of there, but it didn't have form. And it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Well, you know, when something hovers, it just kind of sits over, just kind of, you know, sits over top of something and hovers over it. So it's kind of a picture that in the midst of God, in the midst of creation, the Spirit was was just hovering over the earth and over, and it didn't have form, but the Spirit of God was there. And then when God spoke, things began to happen. And I was thinking about, you know, that whole thought about the Spirit, how it hovers. And there's some other scriptures um, in Isaiah, Isaiah the sixth chapter. In Isaiah the sixth chapter, the fourth verse, um, Isaiah had a vision. And, and it was interesting, in Isaiah 6, 4, he says, And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke as the Spirit of God filled the temple. He had a, he had a picture. It said it was filled with smoke. You know, that God kind of fills places. You know, he wants to fill places. And, you know, he hovered over the earth when it wasn't of any form or void. And, and then the Spirit of God wanted to fill the temple when, when Isaiah saw this picture. And then we know in Acts 2, 2, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, on, upon the disciples, it, uh, it says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come and they were all with one accord in one place, suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So when the Holy Spirit came, it, it's, it says that the rushing wind filled the whole house. Well, I believe that was the presence of the Lord, that the Lord just filled the place. And I believe that, you know, in many ways, God wants to fill places. He wants to fill us, you know, not just places. You know, I, don't, I think God does fill places. I think, I think God fills places where his people are. I don't think you know, he just doesn't fill places randomly. But I think when God's people assemble, he fills, his, fills the place because his people are there. It says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of you. So I believe God fills places. He fills us. And, and as, he, as he does that, and as he was doing that at creation, as he was allowing his Holy Spirit to work, we find then that in Genesis 2-7, Genesis 2-7, when God created man, and he formed man from the dust of the ground, he took dust from the ground, dirt, and he took dirt, and he formed a man, and then he took that dirt that he had formed, which is our bodies, and then it says that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. 
So he took dirt and he formed it. He made a form. And then he gave life to that form. He breathed into that his spirit. His spirit. He breathed it into Adam and Adam became alive. Became alive. And we find out in Scripture that God breathes and when he breathes, he breathes his spirit. Jesus, when he was here on earth, he breathed. And there was times when he breathed his spirit into disciples. In, in John 6, 63, Jesus, Jesus said, It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Jesus says that his words give life. His words give life. And then in Acts 20, Acts 20, 21 and 22, Acts 20 and 21 and 22, that's not right. Um, huh, I just looked it up this morning. Um, that's not the one I was looking for. And in Acts 20, 21, it just, let's see if I read this. Um, no, that's not the one. I'm looking for the one that where Jesus, there's a time when Jesus had his disciples and he breathed into his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit, the New Testament. Yeah, and I know it. And he, when he did that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. What I was, what I was seeing, I don't know how I missed that verse. Huh? John 20. <laughs> I hate it when I do that. I look them up and I re-look them up and do them twice. John 20. Okay, that makes sense. John 20, 21. Yeah, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, and as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said to that, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, Jesus, he breathed his Spirit. He breathed his Spirit, and he breathed his Spirit on to his disciples, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit, okay? And it's that Spirit that gives life. What I want us to see today, that, you know, when he created us, he created us a physical being. He created us a physical being, and then he breathed life into us. He breathed his Spirit into us. And that Spirit is what now gives us life. And then we see when Jesus died, when Jesus died in Matthew, the 27th chapter, Matthew, the 27th chapter, the 50th verse. When Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, he yielded up his spirit. When did Jesus die on the cross? He died on his cross when he yielded up his spirit, when he gave up his spirit. You know, they, they, they crucified him, put him on a cross, he bled. But when he died, he gave up his spirit. Why is that? Because it's the spirit that gives life. It's the Spirit that gives life. What gives us life? It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God. So, when the Spirit leaves our body, what happens? When the Spirit leaves our body, we die. When do we die? When the Spirit, because the Spirit gives life. Here's what you'll find. Nowadays, we have a lot of technology. Tremendous technology. Amazing technology. Such great technology that we can hook people up to machines and keep them alive. Keep them alive. Sometimes we just think they're alive. 
We just think they're alive. You know what we can do? We can hook them up to machines and we can keep their body functioning. We can keep their body functioning. What you'll find sometimes is we keep the body functioning. We keep the blood pumping because we put pumps up to them. We can keep things happening. But what happens eventually? What does the doctor say to you eventually? Well, you know what? We're going to have to pull the plug. And they'll say, now at this point, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and what happens is sometimes then at that point you'll find out they're already dead. They're gone. Sometimes you'll find out that they're not gone. They're still functioning. Because what happens is it's the Spirit that gives life. And we can't always tell when the Spirit leaves because we can keep people's bodies alive with machines, theoretically. But it's the Spirit that gives life. When Jesus died, he gave up his Spirit. So what I'm saying, folks, is, you know, it's just like when I go see, of course, Butch isn't in that condition. You know, he's alert. He knows what's happening. But he can't physically talk. He can't communicate. But he's still got his spirit, and he still, he knows when you're there. He's, he knows what's going on. Physically, he can't speak at this time. But he knows what's going on. When you go into a room, even when people are unconscious, when they're unconscious, if they've still got their spirit in them, they still know what's going on. Number one, be very careful what you say to people in the hospital when you think they can't listen. Because their spirit's alive and they know what you're saying. You know? So be very careful. Number two, you can encourage them even though it doesn't seem like they're receiving anything because their spirit can receive that. Because it's the spirit part of us that gives us life. So as Christians, we need, to, we need to understand that. We need to know that, you know, we can't stop and start the spirit. You know, we can't stop and start. We can't. But, but what we can do is we can understand that, that the spirit gives life. People can stop and start the body physically. But it's the spirit that gives life. It's the spirit that gives us life. And I think sometimes as Christians, we, we need to pay a little more attention to that fact. You know, I think we get pretty focused, obviously, on our body. It hurts. It's not functioning the way it's supposed to. What does the Bible say about our bodies? The Bible says that our bodies get old. The Bible says that our bodies start to wear out. You know, it says that happens. And as sometimes as people, you know, we go, oh, man my body but you know it remember it's the spirit that gives life it, yeah our bodies wear out they start to ache more they start to do funny things and you know our bodies are physical but it's the spirit that gives us life it's a spirit and so i think sometimes as christians we need to focus more on the spiritual part of us than we do the physical part i'm not saying we shouldn't take care of our physical part because it's part of us. You know, we need to pay attention to that and do the best we can with our physical part. But it's the Spirit that gives life. It's the Spirit that gives us life. In, for, in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, beginning at the fifth verse. It says, Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 
for we walk by faith and not by sight. For we are confident, yes, rather well pleased to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. You know, Paul says it's, it's the spirit that gives us life. And God gave us his spirit. That's our guarantee. And we are spirit beings in a body. You know, we're spirit beings in a body. And then Paul says, when I'm home in the body, I'm absent from the Lord. When I'm here on this earth and my spirit beings in my body, I'm not with the Lord. I'm not in heaven. We're still here. But he says, but rather, and when I'm with him, I'm absent of body. So be absent of bodies to be present with the Lord. Okay? So what is this saying? It's saying, you know what? It's our spirit being gives us life. And when our spirit being's here, we're not with the Lord. But when our spirit leaves our body, we're with the Lord. We're with the Lord. And I think when we start to think about death, when we start to think about, about life, when we start to think about what's life all about, we have to realize, folks, that when we die, when we die, we go be with the Lord. Our spirits are absent from our body then. We go be with him. We go be with him. Our real being. It's who we really are. It's who we really are. You know, we're spirit beings. That's who we really are. We're God's children. You know, we're born again. How are we born again? We're born again of the spirit of God. We're born because the spirit of God dwells in us. And so, so we're spirit beings. And so, so when we look at death, because a lot of people, when they start to face death, and even for Christians, you know, we... We kind of think about death and it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to think about it sometimes. And then you have to think about it. You have to deal with it. You know, we got somebody going through that process right now. And, you know, it's, it's something like, wow, I don't know. But we have to remember that we're spirit beings. And when we die, our spirit goes to be with the Lord. And we're with him. And that's, that's who we are. Now, there's a process that my body goes through, and sometimes I go, oh, I don't want to go through that. Well, that's part of the process. And that came because of sin. Sin entered the world, and God told you know, Adam, he says, well, you know, now you're going to have to die. You're going to have to go through a physical death. You know? And so as Christians, we, we are aware of that, but we're also aware to be absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. And then someday... Someday, when he returns, when he comes back, because he says, I'm going to come back. So we look forward to him coming back, okay? Now, we look forward to him coming back no matter where we're at. You know, for those who have already died and are with him, he's coming back, and they're going to get resurrected bodies. If we're here, then it's going to happen real quick, okay? And, you know, we think, wow, resurrected bodies, Oh, that's the one that's really good. That's the one then that doesn't have pain. That's the one that doesn't hurt. That's the one that doesn't have sorrow. You know, that's the one that's the one that's a glorious body. A glorified body, a resurrected body. And that's that's what we look forward to. That's what our hope is. And it's all it's all about the Spirit of God. It's all about the Spirit of God. In First Corinthians, fifteenth chapter, there's a verse that I use it at cemeteries. I use it at uh, when I do funerals. 
And to be honest with you, I, I look at this verse, and I, I share this at every, every graveside cemetery funeral service that I've done. And you know, every time something inside of me goes, most people I'm saying this to have no clue what's going on. That's just my feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. But for, for a lot of people, it sounds like a lot of double talk. Now, I'm going to read it to you. And you, it's, it's like, you know, and I think for the non-Christian, it's like, what is he talking about? Nobody's ever said that to me, but I always, always kind of have that thought about, well, you know, it sounds like, what is going on? But you just think in light of everything I've said now, I want to read this to you from 1 Corinthians 15, 42. It says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. Our bodies are sown sinful, but we're raised glorious, resurrected. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, a natural body, our natural being. Remember the one that God created from dust? It's sown a natural body. But it's raised a spiritual body. There's a natural. There's a spiritual. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. Remember, when God created Adam, it says man became a living being. Adam became a living being. The last Adam, Jesus, is a life-giving spirit. When Jesus came, he gives us life Gives us life. And how does he give it? You know, one place he says, I give it to you and I give it to you more abundantly. I'll give you life and I'll give it to you abundantly. And he not only gives us life abundantly here, but he gives us eternal life. You know, the scripture is just full of life, but it's from the spirit. It's from the spirit. However, the first, the spiritual is not first, but the natural and then the spiritual. First the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. As the man of dust, we are dust. But just like Jesus was heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. How are those heavenly? How are we heavenly? Remember, we have to be born again born of what born of his spirit because it's the spirit that gives life it's the spirit that gives life and we have to be born again we have to be born spiritually so we are heavenly because as we are born the image of the man of dust you know we carry that image we have bodies we all have bodies so also we bear the image of the heavenly man what's his image it's it's a spirit a resurrected body now this I say, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Our, our physical beings do not inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all just be dead. But we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. There's a day called Resurrection Day. At the last trumpet. Because the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. We're going to become incorruptible. We're going to become resurrected. 
and we, and we will all be changed. We'll all be changed. We shall be changed. Because this corruptible has to put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. This mortal, this, these earthly bodies have to put on immortality. And when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying as written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So for the Christian, if we understand this, if we believe this, if we know what God said about it, that death, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up. The way we look at death needs to be different than the way the non-believer looks at death. There's no hope. There is no hope. You know, they, they have no hope. Death is the end, they think. You know, they still have an eternal destination. But, you know, death is the end because their hope is only in this life. But for us, because the Spirit gives life, because when we're born again, we have life. And Jesus says when he comes back, he's going to give us a resurrected body and reunite us with our spirit so that we can have life eternal. Life eternal. Life eternal. Then the sting of death is sin, the power of sin is law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. We have the victory. We have the victory. We have the victory over death. Why? Because of Jesus. Because Jesus. He paid the price. He paid the price. Shed his blood. But then if it stopped there, there would be no victory. Jesus had to go to the grave and he had to raise out of the grave and have victory over death. And because of that, because of his resurrection, then one day we too, we too will have that resurrection. That resurrection when he comes back and reunites our spirits with our heavenly bodies, our resurrected bodies. You know, what a glorious day. What a glorious day. You know, I, I didn't, um, Jeff and I didn't really talk about this. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about it at all. But I don't know if you listened at all. But the songs this morning talked about that. And if you just think back, and I'm going to have the worship team come up now, and I'm having. We're going to sing one of those songs again. One of those songs again that talks about talks about resurrection, and talks about death and victory over death. And just just think about that. You know. We, we live in hope. We live in hope in a hopeless world. You know, no matter how bad things look, and sometimes things look terrible around us, and as the world, as the world gets more hopeless, I think the Bible says things like, lift up your heads, your redemption draweth nigh. That I think for the Christian, we have to keep our focus. We have to keep our focus, our focus on Him and what He's done. And what he's done for us. And what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to a day. A day. A day when he's going to come back. And we're going to have resurrected bodies. And we're going to live with him forever. So let's all stand and we'll, we'll sing uh, that song once more time. Praise the King. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, that you are alive. And Lord, because you are alive, we too can live. Lord, because it's your spirit that gives us life. 
So Lord, help us to walk in your spirit. Lord, help us to live in your spirit. Help, your, help us to allow your spirit to live in us. Lord, we might be your vessels. We might bring your vessels to bring hope to a hopeless world. Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, be with us now. Dismiss us with your blessing. And Lord, if anyone needs prayer, just help them to come up and, and receive prayer for any need that they might have. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.